Everyone is currently reeling from the terrible tragedy that happened at a Nashville Christian parochial school this week, where six people were gunned down by a non-binary psychopath that planned to kill little children all because they hated themselves. And they were probably on so many psychotropic drugs they didn't even know left from right anymore. But one aspect that nobody is talking about is that school shooters are all the same, gay and weak while also being a little bitch. Why does this happen in a civilized society like America, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. All of humanity, and especially America, is under attack from multinational corporations that literally deal in the business of death, an example being the military contractors like Halliburton and Raytheon. We're also an over-medicated and disconnected society that is either addicted to fentanyl or their iPhone, or in some situations, both. Humanity as a whole has been weakened to a breaking point that at any moment, the dam can bust and we will be drowning in our own destruction. We must take more accountability for our own actions and not let our decisions be made based on lies from the mainstream media. It's absolutely disgusting that outlets like USA Today feel more ashamed for misgendering the school shooter than they are sad about the children dying. It's incredibly easy to get caught in the wave of negative emotions when it comes to school shootings, but I don't know if enough people are coming up with solutions. This is why I spent basically the last 24 hours coming up with creative ways to prevent future school shootings. So I dove headfirst into as much literature from other countries on how they prevent these events. And I noticed there was one country that had basically zero school shootings whatsoever. This wonderful place is called Afghanistan. You may remember the 20-year war on terror that took place there. When you break down their statistics, you see that basically they have no school shootings. And this really racked my brain until the light bulb went off. The reason for this is all due to Sharia law. And personally, I love Sharia law because it makes my relationship with my wife much easier because under Sharia law, she is my property and she doesn't have to go to school, which will save her from ever being a victim of a school shooting. So I think I may have just found the solution to at least half of all school shooting deaths. And if we just start practicing Sharia, then way less females will die at the hand of gun violence in schools. And since all women are legally our property, then we can give them the proper protection they need. So say it with me, Massa. That's right, this is Massa country. Make America Sharia again. We all have a little Sharia in us. It's just now the time to start letting our Sharia vibe shine. Lock down the ladies and have them clean the house instead of going to school. And that is how we can prevent future deaths from school shooters. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Prime Time with Alex Stein. I'm your mentally insane host, and we have an incredible show for you this evening, but it starts off with our in-studio guest. He's actually self-described as the richest cowboy in Texas. He's not just a comedian, he's not just a musician, he's also just a badass man in general. He actually ran for uh, governor as well. So, with all that being said, welcome to the show, the one, the only Chad Prather. He's also well endowed. No, Chad. No, no. listen, in this episode, <laughs> we're gonna put women in their place and we're gonna celebrate men and masculinity. So this is a men's celebration episode because this is what I, actually we have a theme this week, Chad, I didn't tell you about. This week on every episode, we're having a detransitioner. Today we have Chloe Cole on, who's gonna talk about their detransitioning journey. Tomorrow we have more detransitioners. So I announce 
right now on this show, this is D-Transition Awareness Week. They're trying to say, oh, this is Transgender Awareness Week. No, this is D-Transition Awareness Week, brought to you by Primetime Alex Time and The Blaze. So what do you think about people, uh, Chad, that D-Transition, that changed their mind? Uh, you know, I hate that they have to come to that conclusion. I, listen, I love my penis first and foremost. <laughs> you do. You I love mean, it. I, I fell in love with my penis at around the age of 12. I knew that it was important to my life, like from my earliest conscious memories when language became a part of my existence. I knew that the penis mattered. Um, but I really fell in love with my penis around the age of 12 or 13, and I haven't really looked back. So, so anybody that has a loathing for their penis and wants to cut it off and then get it back kind of thing, I'm glad you're coming back into penis love. But the fact that you ever went through it, that's a tragedy. Well, I, I like to compare gender uh, reassignment surgery to like being at a pawn shop. No refunds, bud. <laughs> Once you get that thing lopped off, it's not coming back. So, but have you ever seen a pawn shop, Dick? I mean, it's not, <laughs> bro. You want to talk about something that's been really been run through the ringer? That is a dust collector. Well, and we're joking about it. Like we're making a joke, but you know what's really sick and disgusting, Chad? And we've you know talked about this. How Planned Parenthood will actually take body parts, and that's another thing. Is the big face cream that all the celebrities use have actual child foreskin and our good friend Sarah she didn't know that so what do you think about celebrities using the foreskin of children well I learned about that a long time ago uh, that the uh, collagen that they were using in different shampoos and conditioners and things like that were be would come from fetal tissue and I don't even like using the word fetal but it's baby tissue unborn baby tissue uh, but again that's the way the industry was trying to to push that through and say well it's just it's from you know fetal tissue that's being used and people are okay because they changed the language on that yeah i mean and to be honest it's like what are you going to do with my circumcision skin i mean might as well gwyneth paltrow might as well use it to yeah. rub it on her face while she skis into an optometrist so what do you think about that have you been following I, that? Uh, I i kept mine and ate it uh, around the age of 30 actually no they say that you're supposed to eat the placenta have you ever ate placenta before uh, well not human no, not human, but goat, placenta. No, but real quick, you didn't answer the question. What do you think about this Gwyneth Paltrow trial? Have you seen it all? Uh, you know, Listen, Gwyneth Paltrow, to me, became guilty, uh, became a guilty human being when she had a baby and named it Apple. Right? I kind of like, okay. <laughs> Any bitch that would do that is guilty of crimes against humanity. Well, you, I don't know if you saw this meme, but there's a meme going around where they shared a seven-second clip from her court case, and they asked her, they asked her, you know, what was bad about the experience for her, and she was skiing, and she ran into an optometrist, and she was being sued for $300,000, and she said that she lost a half day of skiing, so. Yeah, well, I mean, when people have that kind of privilege, and that is privilege, listen, let me tell you something, if you look up white privilege in the dictionary, Gwyneth is what you're gonna find. Yeah, she sells a candle that smells like her vagina. Her vagina, for, that's yeah. essence. That's, that is a real uh, Gwyneth essence. And let me tell you something, for, for 25 bucks, I, 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 it's not even be a candle, I'll come to your house and I will fart, and you can smell yeah. that. If you guys want some real good scents, I'll just come to your house, I'll fart, and I'll, I'll dust crop you, and I'll just leave. Yeah, we could put that in a mason jar and start selling it around here. We, just, we could have Blaze Host's uh, gas. Methane, Alex Stein methane. And, and, I, and I want to, listen, I support everything that Chad does. I look up to Chad because this is what people don't know. Not only is Chad a broadcaster, but Chad, every weekend, sold out shows from Baton Rouge to L.A. So, no, I'm saying it's hard to sell tickets, Chad, so that's why I look up to you because I want to be able to sell tickets. But, but another thing about Chad that I like is Chad's a real man. He's real yeah. cock strong. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, I stopped drinking years ago. I've always been kind of a, a baby back biatch. But when I'm around a, a masculine, uh, you know, freaking guys, a pump full of testosterone, 
I kind of want to, you know, man up, for yeah. lack of a better word. I think you should. I think you should jump off the wagon. Let the wagon roll over your body. <sighs> and uh, let's, I, like, I, I've always said I can't imagine you on drugs or alcohol or anything like that because you are simply so high on life. And, uh, and again, I, I'm assuming. Uh, see, here's one of the misconceptions about Alex Stein that people don't understand. You're a big boy. You're a big guy. Big fat boy. I mean, big no, man. Not fat. You're I'm a big guy. Sad. You can I'm handle big. your own. So when the trans come after you in, in San Francisco and they pour hot coffee on you, you could kick ass. Yes, but I choose. The fact that you choose not to is very Gandhi-esque of you. Well, you know what's going to be? This is going to be very Mick Jagger of me. So uh, uh, you guys want to see me get drunk. Chad is uh, beating me to it. So this is for you guys at home. I know you guys have never really seen me drink much, but this is down the hatch. This is it, folks. Uh, somebody call rehab and make it up. Just okay. Here we go. Um, he's going to go ahead and get all 28 days right there in the deal. <laughs> somebody call the dry cleaner too, because we sweet mercy, man. You know what? I've I've eaten placenta, and now I'm going to have a little pickle. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Wow, I haven't tasted that in a long time. It's not that, not very good, Chad. Wow. That was like a, was like a sci-fi movie. Woo! You'll be you'll be back in no time. Don't worry you about it. You know what goes good with a little old uh, reposada tequila, though. <laughs> Let's not forget. <laughs> Let's dig into that. Just a little bit of just to just to kick it up a notch. You know, we always get a little and just kind of you know. Put it in there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Some of that Colombian bam bam. Yeah, this is this is fitting all time, guys. We're yeah. having fun. We're drinking. You know, this is this is what we do here at the Blaze. We just like to have a good time, and we hope that you can enjoy uh, this party with us. But honestly, Chad, I want to actually call you out in a little bit because now that I have the liquid courage. There's a little video going around yeah. where you said some unkind things. No, about no, no, me. no. It wasn't unkind. I just said you were dumb. <laughs> I, I just said, I said, Alex, Stein, he's got to be the dumbest guy around here. <laughs> Even though it may be factually true, let's run the tape because I have a little uh, a bone to pick with Stu as well. Who do you think is the dumbest guy around here? Like, mm. I, I mean, is it me? Is it Alex Stein? The Steve Dace is pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're pretty smart. Mm. Glenn, I uh, can't get rid of Glenn. No. Nope. He's kind of the godfather. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and, uh, because I just, I just, you know, I feel like I'm on the bubble. Alex Stein's a good name to bring up in this conversation <laughs> because you, you did a really funny piece dressed as a woman mm. for Chad's Pats. Definitely going yeah, Alex Chad's Stein Pats. because he illegally <laughs> broke in to our offices and stole yes, my did. life-size AOC cutout. Yeah, I did. And That's then true. brought it on his show and then ha- his guest uh, had some sort of physical incident with this thing really? and now wow. it is heavily damaged. And really? I want I reparations. <laughs> so, I, you know, you know well, if, he, if I do not get full-fledged reparations, well, Alex Stein, dumbest yeah, one. I don't, I don't know if you actually saw it, but, uh, yeah, uh, Cassidy Campbell came on and destroyed AOC. But it doesn't matter because we have, we have even somebody better than AOC, if I can get her. We got Kamala. That's Pamela awesome. Kamala. That's awesome Whoa. right there. I'll tell you what I want to do. What are you going to do Kamala right Kamala. here? Let me, let, me show you, let me show you what I want to do with Kamala. I'm gonna, <laughs> no, no, I'm Chad, gonna, we have to block <laughs> this. No, we're on YouTube. Chad, no, do not pee on Kamala. Quit peeing on the vice president, there Chad. Chad, oh, my <laughs> gosh, Chad. I just peed 
on the vice president, the first whatever uh, biracial vice president of all time. Could you have at least peed on Al Gore? You I'm, don't know that she didn't like it. Well, she was with, uh, uh, what was it, Mary? Willie Brown. Willie Brown. She was on her knees for Willie Brown. People don't even talk about her career. I, the best thing I like about Kamala Harris is when she was in a throuple with Montel Jordan or Montel Williams. Well, she, uh, to be clear, she if you go back and look, there was never any... Uh, notifications or anything was ever truly said that they were actually in a thruple. Now, obviously, they she went uh, as an escort, as a date, whatever, with him, and and there was a picture of like her daughter or his daughter. I'm sorry, his daughter, and they were all together. So, so that's yeah. not true that they're a thruple. Not, it's technically not true. Now, do I have any problem believing that she probably got whang 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 with a couple of other people at the same time? I know I have. Yeah, I know. I know I, I have. We all and have. I'm not the cock of the walk in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, but you are the cock of the walk in Fort Worth, Dallas, and the Woodlands. Okay, but uh, <laughs> uh, what do we think uh, about Doug, though? Do you think Doug and Kamala have a sex life? Because uh, I, I always think about the best sex life, old Bill Clinton and Hillary. Do you think that Bill Clinton and Hillary still have sex, and do you think Doug and Kamala still have sex? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I think he's a cuck. He is, I, yes. I, I think he's pretty, any guy that kisses his wife with the mask still on is pretty cuckoldish. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is. Absolutely. I don't think Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton have had sex in, in centuries. Wow. Uh, you would really have to blow more dust off of that than we just did here <laughs> in this uh, in this pile of blow you got behind this sign. <laughs> I just think about Kamala Harris and her dusty vagina and Hillary and their dusty <laughs> vagina. I'm just like, why do all these politicians have dusty vaginas? Uh, I mean, do, they, do any of them get laid? You think? I don't think AOC gets laid. Nobody that's, uh, you don't think? I don't know that she guy. She better be. Uh, I don't think she gets laid by him. I think he's another cuck. That's what I'm saying. Why they're all cuckolds. Doug yeah. Emhoff. I'm trying to think. Even Pete Buttigieg's husband's a cuckold. You know, and, and every hotel has a cuckolding chair right there so you can watch your wife get railed. And I know this because my wife's <laughs> boyfriend, Don Terry, I sit in that chair almost every weekend when he flies in town. And I just enjoy it. So I actually yeah. kind of empathize with a lot of these. Uh, I've sat in that chair. I mean, listen, I, see, there's a difference between watching and being a cuck. There, there's a big difference between watching and being a cuck. I like to call it the, the captain's chair, really, because I'm directing the show. Okay, well, talk... Okay, I, I like that. I like the idea of the captain's chair and kind of being the, the yeah. movie director in yeah. the scene. But speaking of uh, directors and movies, I have a viral clip from this weekend that I want to play where I was assaulted with hot coffee that I actually thought was urine from uh, protesters at a youth trans rally. So let's roll that tape. And, uh, oh, I, we have a little talk up with it. Ooh, look how professional Jimmy. Dude, Jimmy, is Jimmy, what do you think about Jimmy as a producer, Chad? I don't know Jimmy as a producer, but from what I've seen, I think that Jimmy's okay. He's suffering from a lot of mental health issues and yeah. he has a lot of <laughs> demons. I'll just say that. Well, it kinda, it's kind of in the room right now. Yeah, there's a lot of demons. Guys, this room is full of freaking demons. And you know what? I wish I could make my head turn around. <laughs> I'll be honest, this bottle killed them all tonight. So I'm off the wagon. I'm feeling fucked up. So let's get <laughs> the show started. So let's see some trannies throw hot coffee on me. <laughs> okay, that's when they grabbed my neck. That was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, just because I didn't feel it. He's, he's grabbed me from the back, so I felt violated. All these people, they love doggy style. They love it from the back because they don't have vaginas. Um, I mean, that's the cold water, so that's not that big a deal. When I got the cold water on me, Chad, I didn't really care. And, and that, you see that gargoyle or the one that looks like Shrek right there? Yeah. She had just gone viral the previous week and she went up there and did a city council meeting where she just cussed and 
custom out. So it's funny how these are my arch nemesis, not only on IRL in real life, but they're also my nemesis in the city council meeting. <laughs> See, you can take the keyboard warrior concept aside and just throw that out the window because you actually go in there where they are. I mean, that's pretty brave of you. Would you say, like, you've been spit on at, what was that, Pennsylvania? Yes. And then you've had the hot coffee now. You've had you've been escorted out of a few Beto O'Rourke rallies. Yeah, I got kicked, punched. You've got your, what, you had your hair pulled? You had, you've been... Barstool Sports, I got my ass just straight up kicked, Chad. Yeah. Do you remember that one? I mean, those girls were literally punching me in the face, and I was taking them like... I gotta say, your, 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 your limit of self-restraint is pretty incredible. Well, but Chad, I played football. Chad, people might not know, Chad was in incredible baseball player, college baseball player, great athlete. But you know this in football, you watch it. It's always the second person that gets caught. Yeah. So I feel like that's just kind of where I learned that mindset. You know, if I get hit, just don't react. So I, I go back to my football training. Okay, so now this is the crescendo. Sorry to cut you off. What were you going to say? Nope. I was just going to say, people look at that and say, oh, he's getting hit by girls. No, these are actually men. Yes. Dressed like girls. Especially one of the ones I called Big Bertha. They were like a freaking, I mean, no, they were like a defensive tackle for the, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, but just wearing an orange wig. So this is, Chad, I'm telling you, at first when my camera went down, I was like, what is on me? Then I could taste coffee but at first it was just this warm liquid i was like is this piss is this like spit uh, and this is the best part this is when i ran into the circle and you guys oh this is watch this i should kill myself do you think i should kill myself i don't know but they are from the shire i'm sorry that you want yes it's uh, you'll see who that person looks like thank you with that uh but dude when i when i go to these trains be like when I go to these trans rallies, though, Chad, we go to them all, and Sarah goes to them here in Dallas. There's protesters with ARs, right? And that's that's scary. You've seen it, that. It where it's be, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying some like guy on 10 different antidepressants with an AR. But at this event, you talk about being scared. It was literally just like a... If Central Casting was making a movie, they could not have casted the liberal left ideology, you know, freaks. This is the dictionary definition of blue-haired weirdos. Yeah, it's like it's like they were trying to do Munchkin Land for Wizard of Oz, and they were trotting these people out there. It was somewhere under the rainbow. Yes, okay, and so listen, I want to play this. Now, Now you saw that one uh, huge gargoyle that came after me, and I talked about their city council clip, and Jimmy's on fire today. Actually, Jimmy has this clip ready, so let's throw to that. Excuse me, JVT. I apologize, JVT. You've earned the JVT nickname uh, right now because you're going to be It's an job. honor. Thank you. Okay, okay, <laughs> shut up. Now play the clip, please. My name is Jordan. My pronouns are she, her, and or they, them. Regarding or the place them. for all report or the Congress place for all, you haven't run my clock yet. I think wow. it's a waste of fucking time. We all fucking know, and I we have known for a long time that it's cheaper. To if get I said that, they would drag me out of there by my head. I, yeah. I, we wasted our time for two fucking hours with this. <laughs> wow. This report and the whole place for all legislation is just political and bureaucratic masturbation yeah. to please bougie reactionary organizations like Rescue SF. Okay, and we don't even have to watch this whole clip. Like this this Schoenberg, person is Michelle a total free. But you'll see, this, this, these are the people experts. that are in the San Francisco that are leading the cause. And they weren't protesting for trans rights. They were protesting for the rights of children to get gender reassignment surgery. So we had an incredible uh, a time there. I did. I was with a guy named John Dennis, who's an incredible patriot. And if you guys want to see the whole entire clip, it's going to be on the show. It's going to premiere right after Primetime with Alex Stein. It's going to be on the Primetime with Alex Stein channel. So you're going to be able to watch the extended version of all that. And you guys, you can party like Chad.
Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, go back to me. No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, it's fine. Everything's legal here on a blimp. When you're when you're 25 feet in the air, there's no, it's like, you know how you've heard of, uh, what is it, marine law? Yeah, like it's like when you're out to sea a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can drink underage and stuff. You may be able to uh, gender modify children. You can, you can do gender reassignment surgery, and that's why we have a blimp. We're actually the first gender reassignment floating clinic to ever exist, because when you're 25 feet in the air, you can cut off a child's genitals. I thought there's, I smelled something. That's what I'm saying, there's no laws. No, yeah, there were, I think we're grilling some uh, placenta or some foreskins that we got from Planned Parenthood. But remember guys, you gotta subscribe if you wanna survive. And please go watch the YouTube, click it, like, hit the link hit the description we need more people to support us on youtube i'm pointing at you telling you to do that all right hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, Chad, we have an incredible guest. Um, he's an author, he's a classicist, and he's host of Young Heretics. Heretics. Whatever. His new book, How to Save the West, argues ancient wisdom can solve modern crises in the West. Please welcome on Spencer Clavin. Spencer, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so Spencer, I, listen, you're all into all this philosophical stuff, and I'll be honest, like, I know you like Plato, and, and when I was a little kid, I liked Plato too, but I once ate so much of it, I had to, I got diarrhea and had to go to the hospital for three weeks. So why do you like Plato so much? It doesn't even seem like that good of a toy for children. <laughs> well, you know, Plato's disciple Aristotle talked about how all things were shaped form and matter, like building sculptures out of clay. So what we might decide, I think, is that he got so into Plato that he eventually built a whole philosophy around it, and that's how Western civilization was born. Wait, are you kidding? So we just figured out the, how the origin of Western civilization was all from the molding of clay? Wow, Spencer, we're dropping oh, truth a, bombs tonight. You have to not eat it, and then you have to <laughs> use it to make stuff. That's the key. I think that's where you may have gone wrong. Oh, yeah, I was eating it. But see, when I was a kid, yeah. but I mean, Spencer, everybody did the old smell the Sharpie, eat the Play-Doh. I, I don't know if you know Chad Prather, though. Yeah, he's a, a, one of our in-studio guests. Chad, did you ever sniff any Sharpies or do anything weird when you were a kid uh, to get high off uh, children's toys? Listen, at this stage in the game, I have sniffed everything that didn't run away from me. All right. You can call me Joe Biden. <laughs> we got Hunter Biden uh, co-hosting. So, Spencer, tell us a little bit about, like, uh, I, 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 I also see that you're not into transhumanism. And I think that that's not a good thing because who doesn't want to live forever? So why would it be bad to live for a trillion years? I mean, the, the Scientologists do it. They sign like a billion year contract. It'd be kind of cool if I get to hang out with L. Ron Hubbard for the rest of my life. So what's wrong with transhumanism? It would be great. I mean, I wish you and I both wish that it could, it could happen. You're just making me feel better that, like, you know, doing ridiculous things with things you shouldn't eat. That doesn't go, you know, that goes further back than like TikTok challenges. Yeah. And social media like this is like an OG version of this. And in some ways, you might say. This is where the whole idea of studying ancient wisdom comes from, because when you talk about something like transhumanism, right, uh, you think this is a totally new idea. They're cutting up, they're doing these atrocious things to children. Where did all of this 
come from. And actually, the problems that we're up against in the West right now are very ancient. They're not all that new. It's not a new idea to say that you can just get rid of your body or you can, you know, transform it so that you can live forever. Your soul is going to float up into some beautiful digital paradise. Um, the problem isn't that that wouldn't be nice. The problem is that it never works. That's one of the things you kind of get from studying the ancient texts is you've had people way, way back to, you know, the Neoplatonists, for instance, who did think that they could, you know, float up out of this physical form and, and be free. Um, as much as we might like to say that our bodies are just a kind of accident, the reality is they're the language for our souls. And that's why so much of this stuff, which comes out as like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to liberate ourselves. It actually ends up so looking so satanic is because it is. It's a temptation away from the reality of what we are, which is embodied souls. Well, Sam Smith, my favorite artist, and Little Nas X, my other favorite artist, they say that Satan's pretty cool, yeah. so I, I don't know. But, you know, I got one better, I got a better one for you. My mother's consciousness, my mother passed away in 2021, and I uploaded her consciousness into a computer that allows me to speak to her in the afterlife. Now, a lot of people that watch the show, they leave negative comments, they say this is bad, but for me, that misses my mom, like, Mom, are you there? Yes, transgender i didn't know it was transhuman i was confused and now he's coming here and he's trying to say that it's bad that i uploaded your consciousness to a sex robot i mean to a regular robot and that i talk to you all the time i mean alex okay i looked him up spencer spencer Cal calvani no clavin just say it right Cal ma clavani mom you're making Spen transhumanism look bad say the guy's name right we might be able to win him over okay spencer um you know, you're a very handsome version of your father. Very handsome. I remember I went to grade school with your father back in the 1800s, and it was a wonderful time. But We must have been about, what, 3,000 years old at that point? Yeah, what was that? I'm confused, Mom. So what the hell are you talking about? Because I'm, I'm really lost. Well, what I'm talking about is that you had someone on who wants me to die a second time. That's true, Spencer. I mean, why are you going to make me kill my mother again? I already had to watch her die once. I mean, can't I just speak to her in the afterlife and just pretend that she's still with me? How is this bad? You know what, Alex? I had a long conversation before logging on with your producers, and they specifically told me that your mom was off limits as a subject of conversation. <laughs> I told them what I intended to say, and they said, you absolutely, you can't broach that subject. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really, you know... Uh, he gets very sensitive about it, so I, I feel a little bit uh, at, at a loss here. To you know, I, I have all these, I have all these jokes ready about your mom. I had all sorts of things. to Do say not say that. any mom jokes, oh, dude. You want me to freak out? Sam Spencer. No, Spencer. Do not hear any mom jokes. Other than it's awesome that right. that I have her consciousness uploaded to a sex robot. I don't have. I mean, it's just a regular robot that Alice, I have. I told you not to tell a little secret. Um, you know what? I gotta go, Spencer. Politely go fornicate yourself. Mom, Have get out of here. Quit night, being Alex. disrespectful to the guests. Mom, get scat, spat, whatever the word is. Skedaddle. Okay. It is literally time for you to close the mausoleum door on that lady. I know. It really is. Yeah. I don't know. She's she's really just crazy. Just toss a vibrator in there and close the mausoleum door. I know. A digital vibrator, as a matter of fact. So, Thank uh, you. 
Spencer, if you made my argument for me here, I mean, I, I didn't even have to say anything about the dangers of transhumanism. They were just sort of embodied right in front of our very eyes as we were having this conversation. Well, Spencer, since you're a very successful young man, and I was wondering, I'm trying to get people to invest, and Chad's refusing to invest. I'm actually selling real estate within the metaverse. I'm opening up a chain of hot dog stands within the metaverse where you can buy a digital hot dog. And you can own a piece of, it's called, you know, Stein's dongs, Stein's hot dongs, and uh, they're digital dongs, and you can buy them in the metaverse. As a matter of fact, you can be a franchisee owner of one of the digital dong franchisees. Do you have any interest in that, Spencer? You know, I, I hate to burst your bubble here, but all my uh, assets are already kind of wrapped up in a picture of a monkey that I bought a while back, and I was specifically told that it was going to be worth you know, about 50 gajillion dollars at this point. I'm still waiting on the returns on it's that. coming. Oh, NFTs are the future, Spencer. NFTs are the future. That's a good investment. Trust me, I spent, you know, my entire life savings and my mother's life savings on NFTs. And yeah, I mean, sure, I've lost a few hundred thousand dollars, but just wait in about 30 or 40 years, I think that investment will, uh, you know, it'll come to fruition. So Chad, what do you want to ask, Spencer? Uh, Spencer, you know, I think if you were going to look at the, uh, the uh, shadows on the wall, so to speak, if you want to get uh, if you want to start talking about Plato and, and just trying to interpret reality, how far do you think we've come from just absolutely escaping reality? Like, I, I think that um, you determine mental health based on your ability to grasp reality. Yeah. And these days it's, it's totally been eradicated because they've redefined what reality is. Uh, where do we go from here with that? Well, reality is very inconvenient. I mean, I might your definition just a little bit and say you can define sanity by your uh re your willingness to accept reality mm -hmm. there are all sorts of things about reality that don't uh work for what we might like like for instance just hypothetically we might like to upload our mother's consciousness into a sex robot and keep her in the closet but there are some yeah. moral realities about the universe that might suggest that would be less than advisable hypothetically in minecraft just speculate yes so in a video game that's the case right yeah, if we in a video game, if we come up against the problem, for instance, that the moral law and the moral universe is real and stops us from doing certain things that we might like that might be good, um, we're faced with a fundamental choice. Either we're going to give up the reality of the moral universe or we're going to give up some of our desires. And the truth of the matter is, of course, that giving up our desires is what ultimately sets us free, because then we get to live in the world as it is rather than constantly trying to muscle it into some you know, contorted shape that we like to imagine. Where do we go from here? I think we have to keep asking people, how is it working out for you? How is it working out for you to sell digital hot dogs for a million mm -hmm. NFTs of pop? How's it working out for you to upload your mother's consciousness into a sex robot? And in truth, reality, how's it working out for you to shoot yourself full of drugs, to dye your hair, to scream in the streets? These things make people miserable. That's the real reality. And people are coming up against that again and again every day. The more you confront them with that, uh, the easier it is, I think, to find an inroad to actually drawing people back to some, something, something resembling sanity. And Chad, you're talking about it. What, what is that? Was that Socrates or Plato? What is the theory, Spencer, you know, where they... They have people underground in a cave, and then you only see the shadows. So explain that. Uh, and I guess the only for way sure. to get past that is to look into the light. So kind of explain that for the people at home that you can be use fear as a method of control. Sure. So the story of Plato's Cave is basically the original virtual reality dystopia. So like you know, before the metaverse, before the Matrix, before Wall-E, before all these stories, the Snow Crash stories that we told a million times in science fiction. Plato basically has this idea that you're already living in a kind of controlled reality. The images that you're shackled to the wall of a cave, you're watching shadows on the wall that are being moved around by puppeteers. And the puppeteers are people like, you know, politicians, 
artists, people that get up and give speeches at the Golden Globes, yep. these sorts of guys that have a little bit more grasp of the information that they need to basically manipulate you however they want. And this makes sense, especially in a democracy, which is what Athens was, that if you can control the people, you can essentially get them to do whatever you want. And the whole project of philosophy consists in realizing that that's what's happening. When you're being sold an alternative reality, there's always somebody doing the selling. And that means that you're, in some sense, the product or the power source is the way that the matrix kind of depicts this. Um, and the whole idea is that outside of this entire structure, there is a source of absolute truth. Doesn't depend on what people say at the Golden Globes, doesn't even depend on what the majority votes for tomorrow. Uh, it will be the case, no matter who says otherwise, that one plus one is two, uh, that, that black and white or black and white and not the, the other way around. Um, and believing in that was, is something that is very likely to get you uh, shouted down, attacked, stoned, whatever. And at the same time, the only way to keep your head in a world gone mad. So the answer to the metaverse is not like, you know, oh, virtual reality is inherently evil or something. It's like we're already living in a world that is constructed for us by puppeteers who don't have the best interests of the people at heart. And we really, you know, we probably ought not to take that bargain. Yeah, I mean, you, you talked a, a lot and I've learned a lot. I didn't even know that uh, uh, Plato was a person. I, like I said, I just thought it was a child's toy. So, you know, I'm absolutely blown away. But tell me this. Why, uh, you know, the metaverse, plugging into the metaverse and living in a pod and, and being intubated and giving an IV of food and just looking at porn all day, doesn't that help climate change if we're all in a pod? Doesn't that limit our, you know, our greenhouse emissions, our carbon footprint? So wouldn't that necessarily be good to live in a pod and plug into a computer for the rest of our lives? And in the pod, they say, well, real quick, they also say in a real life, we live for 75 years. In the pod, they can make it feel like we've lived a million years. Hey, you know, this is great. And you're really persuading me, actually. I think I hadn't really thought about it quite this yeah. way before. And now that you mentioned it, you know what would be an even better way to fight climate change is if there were just no people at all yeah. anywhere in the world. That's the Bill Gates you method. <laughs> million dollar idea, right? So what if, for instance, you just like convince people not to procreate and shut them up in tiny rooms and like basically uh, fed them whatever was going to keep them happy and quiet and sedated. And then you could just sort of stop having this pesky human race to deal with altogether and mother nature could flourish beautifully in her freedom and liberty. What would be the point? What would be the point of an earth without human beings? I mean, this is the, the, the logic of this. Well, you'd still have cats, Spencer, you still have cats. So I don't know. I mean, an mm -hmm. earth with just cats. For me, I've talked to plasmosis. It sounds kind of cool. Well, I personally have a cat and I would describe him as an agent of pure chaos. And you know, when the forces of chaos aren't restrained by the governing order of the human consciousness, they ultimately tear the fabric of reality apart. So what I think would happen is you'd basically get a cat-dominated world that would dissolve into the singularity, um, and then all life as we know it would, would be over. I'm reasonably certain we're headed to that reality already. I have no idea what you just said for the last 45 seconds, but that was a fucking eloquent as shit. Damn. I mean, that's all I got to say to that. Okay, so before you go, Spencer, tell us and tell the people how they can find you and support you. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, the best way is on Twitter. It's, I'm at Spencer Clavin. It's just my name. Um, but you can also find my book, How to Save the West, wherever fine books are sold. And, and even even where less than fine books are sold. But this is a good one and you're going to like it. So go check it out. Before you go, tell us a little bit about it. You know, how do we save the West? And, you know, I know you have oh, to read absolutely. the whole book, but what's kind of uh, the, the synopsis? <laughs> Yeah, well, as we've been discussing here, uh, by and large, right, you know, the, the basic idea, the radical idea of the book is that the past has something to say to the present. 
Uh, we like to think that we wake up every day in a world full of totally unprecedented crises. Everything seems to be happening at rapid pace. Our technology is disorienting us and alienating us from ourselves and one another. But the truth is that we're actually facing ancient questions, basic fundamental questions like what is a human being? What's our role in the universe? And those questions aren't new. They didn't come along with TikTok or with digital technology. They've been around for as long as human beings have been thinking on this earth. And what that means is we're not alone. We don't have to rely on what like Klaus Schwab and the WEF says tomorrow, whatever nonsense is coming forth from the idiots that call themselves elites. We actually have a whole tradition called the Western canon to draw from for understanding the challenges that face us and how we can move forward into the future. That's what you're going to get in the book. I still don't understand one fucking word this guy has said, but he is smart as shit. You're the man, Spencer. Thank you for coming on the show. God bless you, man, and, and stay in touch because well, I'll let you know how this sex robot mom uh, upload transhumanist consciousness uh, gimmick works out. So stay well, tuned. I have her, her phone number, so we'll just text. You better not text my mom, Spencer. Get this off my show. Is he texting my mom? You said they told you. My producer told you not to make mom jokes. They specifically told you. Get him off my show. Get him off the show. Thank God. What an asshole making fun of my mom. We only speak respectfully of my mother. Okay, well. I've never been so turned on in my life. I mean, just, woof. What was he saying, though? Quit urinating on the set, Chad. That wasn't urine. I know, that was just a little bit of uh, fentanyl, a little water to put in the fentanyl spoon. Okay, uh, Chad, uh, tell me this. Did you understand one word that guy was saying? Every word. He's going to be our leader, trust me. (laughs) That guy sounded like he was speaking Japanese, but, man, he said some good-ass stuff. I mean, that was some real dank-ass weed, as we like to say (laughs) in the the business. But um, (laughs) we have... Well, listen, though, I've been... <laughs> uh, oh man. All right. Well, my producer, JVT, he made a brilliant discovery last night. JVT, when you write your own copy, no, pause it. Don't, don't, you can't call yourself brilliant. Okay. Okay, Jimmy. Wait, you can't. I also call myself handsome because I got a new haircut. You did say that. Wait, let me keep reading it. He's so unbelievably intelligent and handsome. And I, oh my gosh, dude, you're giving yourself a circle jerk in the teleprompter and Chad's <laughs> urinating all over the set. And I want to let him show off, all right? So uh, uh, JVT, who I do love, and I don't ever want you to leave again because I missed you so much. Um, I want you to... He put on a little presentation for us, so take it away. Okay. Well, this is so going through the video last night, I realized the trans video, the the video, the San Francisco trans video. I realized something that every single person in the video was actually a member of the movie Shrek. So put in that uh, Shrek. That's my favorite movie. I lost my virginity to Shrek. So casting trans activists in the movie Shrek. Okay, let's go to uh, the first one. Fiona, ogre Fiona, not human Fiona, ogre Fiona. I mean that that resemblance is uncanny. Chad, tell me that is not Fiona's twin right there. It's amazing. This is like this is like if you just um, you know how they try to humanize, you know, anthropomorphize some of yes. these cartoons. They did a fantastic job on this. <laughs> that literally is the anthropomorphized live version. I can't speak of uh, Fiona. Okay, I love it. That's brilliant. Okay. That's actually pretty good. So okay. I'll give you one point. Next one. This one is shockingly. Look at that. Oh my gosh. They have the same dentist. Which and the same same tooth gap measurements. I mean, perfectly. I mean, just the gaps in between each tooth is about, uh, you know, almost half a centimeter. I mean, that's incredible. Uncanny. It, take, it takes virtually the same amount of body fat to create that high of a cheekbone. 
to the to where it literally hides your eyes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of think they're both hot. Okay, who's next? All right, next. Now look at that. It's the same <laughs> curvature, same color, and uh, same fiery breath that I'm sure Alex had to smell. Well, wow. I mean, guys, Jimmy, you're three for three. I don't even remember Dragon. Which part of Shrek was Dragon? I don't remember. What was donkey the donkey and... was, that was Donkey's love interest. Yeah. Oh, it was Dragon. Look at Chad. He knows everything about Shrek. Yeah. Everything. Like, like I said. I know uh, everything about trans. He knows everything about trans. He knows everything about Shrek. So that is, so you're telling me that's Eddie Murphy's, and you know Eddie Murphy actually was caught with a transgender. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Do you know that, uh, JVT? I did not. <clears throat> yes, yes. Eddie Murphy. Everybody was, in Hollywood's had a little dick. And had a little dick. I think you have to have a little dick. Okay, so you're three for three. Okay, we got two more. Oh, speaking of little dick. That dicks. is too accurate. Lord Farquaad. I mean, and Lord Farquaad wanted people to die, and so that kind of, even their personalities are similar. I will say that uh, posting it online, a lot of people commented Smeagol from Lord of the Rings, so. Yeah, Schmeagol vibes for sure. Schmeagols, <laughs> yeah, definitely, you know. Uh, <laughs> That's what I call my penis, the precious. Schmeagol? No, the precious. Oh, the precious. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, isn't that what they call Schmeagol, the stuff that uh, is like gets stuck in people's foreskin? I think that's called Schmeagol. No, that's called Schmegma. A Schmegma, whatever. Same damn thing. It's disgusting. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, you actually did something kind of funny and something uh, kind of good. So, we got uh, one more. Oh, oh there's God. more. Oh, God. Oh, Jimmy, you asshole! You know that I am very sensitive about my overbite, and you're going to use donkey? Donkey? No. You're going to use donkey? It's your, it's your youthful happiness in the face of danger. No, it's not. Donkey had a terrible attitude. He was horrible. Donkey. Shrek. Gosh, Almighty. Do you remember the fray? Do you remember? Do you remember in Shrek? There's that scene where they're trying to save the princess, doing the whole thing, and Pinocchio uh, gets hung up in the little tower in the dungeon, and and the little thing grabs hold, and his panties come out, and Donkey says, "Are you wearing women's underwear?" And Pinocchio says. Certainly am not. And Donkey says, You most certainly am are. In other words, even in the movie Shrek, there was somebody trying to be a woman. Yeah, I mean every wearing a girl's panties. <laughs> Pinocchio. I'm a real boy. But with girls' panties. Wow. You gotta have one of these days you'll have kids, you'll watch this shit. Yeah, I know. I need to have some freaking kids. Well, I have a couple of kids, I just don't claim them because I don't yeah. want to pay child support. No, I did. I got a I got a prostitute pregnant once. Uh she said <laughs> It was actually some of my finest work. She was like 400 pounds. She said, oh, no, I'm not able to give birth. I'm so heavy. Uh, and no, she gave birth to two twins, and I've, I've yeah. never met them, and I never will. She's never met them either. I doubt they ever found no, them. No, she gave, yeah, no, I think she gave them up for adoption. I don't know. She, she was, was so hungry, her vagina just ate them right back up. Yeah, no, she had some real mental health issues. She was really bad, strung out on fentanyl and, and McDonald's. It was not a good thing. But she was the love of my life, and I miss her every day. So if you're watching this, Corintha, please text me. Mm. Okay, so Chad. Listen, this has been an incredible show, uh, but I wanted to do something because this is what people don't realize a little bit about myself is that I'm, I'm somewhat of a theater file. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in the theater and my favorite play of all time, I don't know if you know this mask, it's from the Phantom of the Opera and that I actually got this on an eighth grade field trip to New York listen, City. Listen, at some point in time, you ah, my foot, Chad! My foot! Stop what? with the past, all right? Dude, look at all this glass, Chad. What the heck? Dude, Glenn's gonna fire me. This is the second time I've had an accident on set, dude. What the heck, man? Dude, you're gonna cut something here. 
they're gonna do gender reassignment surgery on accident if I trip and fall. Oh my gosh, Chad, what the fudge? Dude, that was my favorite fucking thing. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera. It was the only memory I had from my mother. She and I went there together. Listen, let's, let's get rid of that. Chad, you need to lay down some of the fentanyl. Give the vacuum a little fentanyl. It needs a little hit. See, guys, even 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 we like to share here at the Blaze, you know, and a little, a little for me, a little for here. That's what I used to always do. You guys ever done that one? That's what I call the southern border right there. Wow, what a show. There's glass everywhere. Make sure any crew that comes on set to be careful. There's empty liquor bottles, there's fentanyl, and there's glass everywhere. I think I, think I broke that off your foot. You did break that off my foot. <laughs> Luckily, I have a size 13, and I kick that thing's ass. Uh, but I am sad to see it go. Okay, let me see where our next guest, I don't know if they're, oh, yes, 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 they are calling you. Okay, let me call Chris right now. So we got Billboard Chris coming on the show, but, but I don't know why they're not answering. So let's see, we're going to call him live on the air. I don't want you to see his number. Chris? Chris, are you gonna answer? This is Billboard Chris. Dude, we're trying to call on Skype. We're live on the air right now. Uh, uh, we're gonna call you right now. I'm not getting anything on my Skype. What the heck? Are we calling the right number? Okay. Yeah, but you have to put the live. Live, live. Yes, you have to put live. Try live. Or whatever, it's not dot, it's like, uh... Yeah, but I don't think that calls you. Okay, well, we're live on the show, trying to figure crap out, guys. This is how we do it here at The Blaze. Uh, uh, no, no results found. We're trying to call, but we're not the best with Skype. We probably should have done yeah. a pre-tape, uh, uh, whatever, where we do a test. But, of course, now, now, okay, we got him! Okay, bye. Talk to you shortly. All right. So next, uh, Chad, we have an incredible guy coming on and an incredible woman. Her name is Chloe Cole. She's actually probably one of the most powerful detransitioners when it comes to basically breaking their agenda or whatever their mainstream talking points are about detransitioning and the effect that getting a mastectomy at a very young age, the mental health effects from that. And also, I want to talk about Chris Elston, who has not only, you might know him as Billboard Chris, not only does he go out to a lot of these trans, you know, gender ideology events, but he's also been assaulted like I have or like I was recently. So I want to bring on Chris, and I don't know if he's with Chloe or not. We're about to see. Chris! Okay, so, okay, it's just Chris Solo. It's Solo Dolo, Chris. So, Chris, welcome to the program. It's such an honor. You and I are good buds. But tell us, what is it like to get attacked by radical, uh, ideological freaks? I love it, Alex. They're always doing me a big favor. Because <laughs> if they ignored me, no one would know I existed. And I would just talk to the people that I talk to. But every time I get attacked, it helps promote my message. Which is that children cannot consent to no, Chris, walkers, cross-sex hormones I, and I, surgeries. I had to cut you off. Okay, I had to cut you off. Jimmy, did you make the lower third? Did we spell Chris's name wrong, dude? Oh my God, Jimmy! You can't even. Oh my God, you can't even spell the fucking guest name. Fuck 
fucking right. No, I actually How fucking embarrassed. We have my friend on the show. The this guy's is my, my fucking friend. He I'm has sorry. to look at his fucking name. Miss fucking spelled. I'm sorry. What the fuck? It was a late ad. What the fuck? You told me right before the show. And I, I don't give a fuck. Learn how to fucking spell. Oh, watch your language. I'll get your I mother don't give back a on. Fuck. At this point, I'll you get your mother your back ass. on the show with your son. Watch your ass, ass son. Wash his own ass? Uh, well, whatever. Okay, so let's get back to our uh, lovely guest. So, Chris. I don't know. I'm pretty hurt right now, Alex. I might just leave. No, 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 no. Do not leave. Do not leave, please. Billboard Chris. It's really easy to spell. Billboard Chris. Billboardchris.com if you want to find out more of his activism. And you recently spoke, so tell us, Chris. I love it. And tell us about uh, what was, I know it was in Florida, but what was the bill? What were you speaking on? So, I'm, I was speaking at a bill that will stop child transition. No more puberty blockers, hormones, cross-sex hormones, or surgeries on kids. But in addition to that, it will give these kids the right to sue these practitioners who have harmed them for up to 30 years. Wow. And it does some other things too, but those are the two main things. Because guess what, Alex? I know it's controversial, but no children are ever born in the wrong body. They're beautiful just as they are. No drugs or scalpels needed. That's the body positive message we should be sending our kids. Yeah, I know. That's actually a great thing. Why Why it's like body positive? You're 400 pounds. You're Lizzo. Oh, body positive. But if a kid's like, I don't really like my penis, like, oh, let's cut it off. So why, you know, why are they so hypocritical when it comes to body positive movement and then saying you're in the wrong body? Seems like very uh, hypocritical. Yeah, I guess the best thing you could say about this is that it's a demonic cult that has totally captured the Western world. And the radical left who think that feelings trump reality have completely captured the entire Democratic Party. And you can't tell me that Nancy Pelosi doesn't know what a woman is, but she'll never admit to it anymore. So all the leftists just go with whatever the far left want. And these are extremely evil forces that have pushed this cult into society. And they got a lot of money behind them. But you know what? The truth spreads for free. And I'm out there speaking the truth. You're speaking the truth. And we don't need a lot of money behind us because we're winning. We have about 20 states now passing legislation to stop this child abuse. And eventually, as we continue to have these conversations, the truth is going to spread into these purple states and these blue states as well. And we're going to have to vote out all these child abusing politicians. Well, what do you think about that state senator in California, Scott Weiner, the guy that's basically putting in a lot of this pro-child transitioning bills. It's actually, he's in California, but he's getting mad at Idaho. He's getting mad at Florida for passing the anti-trans bill. So why don't you and I ever go try to speak to Scott Weiner? I tried once. I went to the California State Capitol when they were introducing a bill. I think it's called SB 107, and it's passed. Of course, Scott Weiner didn't want to talk to me because he's a Weiner. But this bill made California a sanctuary state for any child from the country to run away from home, go to California to receive a childhood sex change, and they won't return the kid home. If there's a custody dispute and some Munchausen by proxy mom takes her child to California to get her breast cut off, guess what? California will now ignore court orders, subpoenas, and arrest warrants from the home state. This really violates the Constitution, and I hope someone sues. But we have also now, Minnesota has passed a law, the same law, and Washington State's about to do it as well. So we have a battle between all these blue states and red states. But what we have to do is just get to the people on the ground. We have to get to these black communities and Hispanic communities who hate this ideology. And they need to learn that it's the Democratic Party that they've been trained to vote for that is causing all of the total nonsense going on in society today that's hurting our kids because they don't like it either. And we need to vote them out.
Okay, I agree with that 100%. So, but when we say Scott Weiner's name, I have to be honest, what goes through my head. You know, they say in the olden days, you would get your last name, like your last name would be Blacksmith because you came from like a blacksmithing family, right? <laughs> I was just thinking this. So, if his last name is Weiner, do you think he comes from a family of big ass Weiners? I mean, is that, I mean, is that, do you think he has a lineage and do you think he has a big hog? He is gay and he is like naked a lot. So, you know, do you think uh, the, you know he's got a big dong? The Wiener family. Do you think they're uh, enlarged? No, but I think his brain is made out of what traditional Wieners are made out of, which is the worst parts of the pig, so, well, or the best parts of the pig. That's what I, think I mean, I love a glizzy. Everybody loves a hot dog. I love a Wieners in my mouth. Um, okay, uh, Chris. Before you go, we only have a couple minutes left. Tell the people, well, you know, what do you have coming up? I know you're in Florida now, and then how can people go support you? Because guys, I, you know, I know we like to joke around, we like to make fun of stuff, but Chris is a guy, a serious guy that's actually fighting for children more than anybody that I personally know. I mean, Chris is like, you know, he hears about an event, he's there the next day. So tell people how they can support you and kind of what's on the horizon for you, Chris. So my website's billboardchris.com. There's a donate button there. I do all this on my own, all at my own expense. I do have lovely parents all over the world who have helped to support me, but just this year alone, I've lost 10,000 or something. Anyway, money doesn't wow. matter. I'll be fine. If you can support me financially, that would be great. But really, I want people to have conversations. We have to have these conversations. We've got to get educated and tell people what's going on because they still don't know. And in terms of what's coming up for me, I'm going to be in Minnesota on April 4th, speaking at a big rally there. I hope we have Catholics and Muslims coming out to that to unite because this is the one issue that unites all these faiths. And I think we are going to have them coming out. I'll be meeting some legislators there. And then I'm back in Sarasota, Florida on the 21st as part of a function for the Leadership Institute. But I'm just going to keep traveling the country, keep having one conversation at a time because as crazy as it is, going outside with a sign and having conversations works. Well, and before you go, so I just read an article and they were talking about, of course now all these articles are coming out. USA Today apologized for misgendering a school shooter that you know killed literal uh, uh, children. But I, I guess my point is when it, when it comes to this, this killer, they're saying in the news, the reason, uh, this, is, this is an article on Daily Mail, I just read it. And this is basically how they you know preference the whole article, is that she killed those kids in school because her parents were Christian, made her go to the Christian Covenant School and were not okay with her gender ideology. So do, do you think that's why she shot these people? If her parents just would have been, oh, it's cool, you can be a boy, do you think she wouldn't have shot these people? Or is that just the mainstream media lying to us? The media should never assign one root cause to any of this because there's obviously severe mental illness going on and many factors that have led into that. But I will say that the media is does have responsibility in a lot of the continued violence we see, including violence that was perpetrated against you just the other day. I just had this discussion in a huge Twitter space with 10,000 people listening. All of the violence on this trans issue is coming from the left. Yeah. Constantly. I've been assaulted more than 20 times. I've had my arm broken. You've been assaulted. Kelly J. Keene, this mom from England, and these grandmothers in New Zealand the other day were swarmed by a mob of 2,000. She had tomato soup poured on her. These people are evil they are vicious they are committing violence and they are facing no consequences for it whatsoever i got mobbed by 200 people in ottawa canada once with politicians cheering it on i was punched in the head twice my pains my signs were destroyed i was spat on my car was keyed and yeah, nothing wednesday happened to these people <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like a normal wednesday nobody got in but trouble what we never prosecute any of these people what can we expect to ever change so it's not going to change and they're getting upset, but the media is stoking these fires of division because they're t teaching these people that it's some Christo-fascist 
mm-hmm. movement that wants to cause a genocide for trans people. And nothing could be further from the truth. We just don't want kids being harmed. And that's brilliant. Very eloquent. It's always great to talk to you, Chris. Keep up the good work. You're a real freaking uh, culture warrior. So I really appreciate you and all the hard work you do. All right, bye, Chris. We got to wrap up the show. All right, now, folks, it's been a heck of a ride. You know, Chad kind of broke my foot. Uh, We've done enough fentanyl to kill probably a small, uh, you know, Asian nation of of human beings. Uh, At least all the Uyghur slaves in China would have died enough fentanyl to kill all them. it's been an incredible show. So what do you think? Chris was-, Chris was staying in a really clean, extended stay hotel. That was my takeaway. The green that was, on the walls and it really nice brought out the blue in his eyes and made him pop. He's a handsome guy. And Good you know, looking guy. I would not have detransitioned. No, and I have a theory. I have a theory with this that you can be bald like Chris. As long as you're thin, you look good. And I think Chris is a handsome guy. Handsome. I'm saying he's a handsome man. I'm just saying I w- I'd piss on his uh, cardboard cutout. Wow. Pretty deep. This guy would freaking tingle. He tingles on Kamala. He came on the show. He peed on Kamala. He peed on me a little bit. He's even pee on Billboard Chris. I mean, freaking Chad Prather has enough pee. I there's, mean, more- there's a lot of shit that comes out of my captain's chair at the extended stay, bro. Oh, and speaking of captain's chair, well, what do you think about this? Because we're wrapping up the show. It's almost over, folks, but we still have some, some surprises in store. But what do you think about the idea of a non-binary cockpit? You're getting on the plane, you're on your American Airlines flight, you look in there, and it's two non-binary transgender pilots. How awesome would that be? I would just wonder where the, uh, where the uh, stick is, you know what I'm saying? What, what, are you, what are they doing? Yeah, I don't know. They both have sticks in their pants. But Where's the flange? Where's the slot? What goes in what? That's, that's my question. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I, I also watched another video today. It's so crazy. It's about Kodak, or not Kodak Black. It was, uh, I forget which rapper slept with a uh, trans woman, and then they figured it out by their vagina. So I guess my point is, it's like, you can always tell, right? You can, you can, uh, it doesn't matter how many times you put a Chinese restaurant in a pizza hut, that bitch is still going to look like a pizza hut. And I think that is the battle that we're fighting. It's a battle with reality. And we're all disconnected from it. I mean, Chad, how do we win this war here at The Blaze? I know you're making shows every day. I know you're constantly on the road meeting people talking to him, you know, you ran for governor. Tell us, though, like, what is your hope for the nation? <clears throat> well, I think uh, Spencer made some very valid points as well as Chris. I mean, you got to get out there. You got to have the communication. You got to talk to him. You got to hold on to reality. You and I, we got we to gotta mock the shit out of them. Yeah, I think that's all we can do is mock them because they mock us constantly. And we didn't even really get that conspiratorial. We didn't even talk that many uh, big facts right now. But the idea of the new world order to me is probably the biggest fear. You know, there's some sort of like radical ideology where it's not even America anymore and we're all part of like one big nation state. And I think that's where we're heading. So what do you think about the new world order, Chad? Uh, it's here. Uh, I think it's going to happen in terms of a, a collusion between Russia and China quicker than anything. But the problem is those who are part of the NWO, uh, even in our own country, they're OK with stuff like that as long as they stay in control. Yeah, but what do you think about the people that, and this is why I'm pro-America, I love America, but America is leading, we're, we're the league leader in globalism. I mean, we're, we're really the front runner. It's all us. So are we the bad guys? I think we are. I mean, listen, I love the idea of America. I yeah. love the founding concept. I love the constitutional republic idea of a, of a government, of a people that, that are limited in terms of its government, its overreach. But yeah, I think at this stage in the game, we've, the, we've seen the enemy and it is us. 
Wow, it's like that sketch, are we the baddies? I think, uh, I think that answered the question. And so that doesn't mean that we don't love America. We love America. We just want to save this country from people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Okay, last question before we go. Is Michelle Obama a boy or girl? Well, I, I can just tell you, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the last name Robinson, as you alluded to earlier with Chris, when you weren't worrying about where people come from, um, that is an alliteration if you break it down from the Aramaic, Robin's son, the son of a Robin. Robin is actually a, a, a phallic symbol. Wow, guys, we just went full tinfoil hat. Listen, I don't know if Michael LeVon Robertson is really married to Barack Obama, but I know that I can't find one single picture of a pregnant Michelle. So not a single one. Not a single one. So for me, we, we blow the alarm, uh, uh, tranny alarm. I've seen the bulge in her pants. I've never seen a pregnant picture. And she's got a bigger bulge than me. So, guys, please go and support Chad. He sells out shows all around the country. So go to chadprather.com, I believe, and that's where you're going to be yeah, able to. Chadpratherlive.com. Chadpratherlive.com. Midland, Texas, Friday night. Midland, Texas. Chadpratherlive.com. And I'm telling you, every single weekend this guy's on the road, and he's, he's Chad is down to earth. I'm not going to just sit here and kiss his butt, but that's one, that's one thing that I love about Chad is he's actually down to earth. He's given me the opportunity opportunity to come open up for him. Chad's helped me out. And I, I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Chad. Thank you for Any all the time. support. He, this guy is a awesome, badass human being. One of the best guys that I personally know. Chad Prather. Love this man. Okay. We end the show the same way every time with the freestyle finale. So DJ, hit that beat. Watch out for the glass. Ooh, this is kind of European. Glass on the floor. Watch out for that door. My mom is a digital transhumanist whore. We're having fun. Chad's on his phone. Yeah! Upload your consciousness to a digital clone. Live forever in the metaverse. You can be like Sam Britton and steal someone's purse. I don't care what you do, as long as you have fun. If you're transgender, you shouldn't own a gun. I love you guys. It's been a great show. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you to Chad Pitt. It's a pleasure the to most be here. handsome man on the Blaze Network. Yeah. Besides Glenn. Besides Glenn. Glenn is the most handsome. So I love you. Please don't fire me. Make sure to share, like, subscribe. And the full trans video is going to be premiering right after the show. Peace. Good night.